Today's reading is from 1 Corinthians 12, chapters 1 to 14, and that's page 1088 in the Blue Bibles. Concerning spiritual gifts, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to dumb idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, But in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. Unity and diversity in the body. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. And so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you very much. You need to keep your Bibles open because we're going to look at this passage a little bit more closely. So I've been asked to introduce this series called Gifts for All. And it's always a privilege when you are given the opportunity to introduce a whole series to kind of share a little bit your longings. Um, And it's going to be for a few weeks. Uh, And my longings is that as we go and explore more in details actually um, what is in this list of gifts, um, so we'll pick up one or two per week and we're going to uh, look more closely of what it means and how it can grow in the life of this church My longing is that there will be a growing desire in each and everyone to experience more of God's life through those gifts or through whatever God has in store for us. Um, Because um, one of the things I read as I was preparing this um, talk was a, a little sentence and it says, expectations without agenda. Gifts for all expectations, being expectant, but not putting our own agenda. 
And what I mean with putting our own agenda is that maybe we hear of things that God is doing in other churches, where maybe some of those gifts are more um, uh, apparent, apparent, apparent or apparent? Apparent. Why do you put the accent on the wrong place all the time? <laughs> apparent. Apparent, you know, apparent, apparent. I think it would be a mistake to want to see God working in our midst in the way he does in another church, to try to duplicate what happens elsewhere. And it starts with being informed, understanding the gifts, and believing that God himself then will meet us in a powerful way, in an unmissable way. We will see him at work. And that then will lead us to a deeper love for him, for one another, and for the world. That's kind of my expectation or my longing. Expectation without agenda. And let's see how God is going to use this series to challenge you and to build you up and to build one another for his glory. So with that in mind, let us explore this passage in the light of the title, Gifts for All. Well, I have with me a wrapped gift. I know what it is. You don't, which is a nice feeling. I hope it's kind of raise a little bit of your curiosity, maybe a sense of excitement, maybe a little impatience. Please, open it, show us what it is. And I think it's that kind of attitude we should have throughout this series. Curiosity, learning more, not just in our heads, but because we want to live that out. Excitement, and maybe a little bit of impatience. So if you are rightly impatient, that means I can expect you to be here every week for the next eight or nine weeks that we're going to explore because you are impatient. You want to know what is this? What are those gifts that God wants to give us? When we speak of gifts, of course, we assume three things. A giver the gift, and the receiver. And this passage speaks of all that. Who's the giver? Who are the receivers? And what kind of gifts God wants to give us? Now, we've all been involved in um, the routines and the traditions of giving and receiving gifts at Christmas. And we can learn something from that experience. A good giver, and I'm sure you all were good givers this Christmas, a good giver thinks about what he's going to give, so he thinks about the receiver and also the situation. So in our family, our situation is four kids, which means budgeting money, because when you start buying gifts for four kids, you need to be aware of what you can and can't. Four different ages, four different tastes. And so we came up with a plan, 
and Vashti can, we had a discussion, we were kind of starting being stressed and how we're going to buy and must be a gift of the spirit, we had this revelation and said, why not giving them all three gifts? One, something they want, another one, something they need, and the third one, something that's nice. We did succeed with a level of success, we will say. We won't say too much, <laughs> but and that's how it goes, you know. The plans and the realities are not always the same. But what does it tell us? Well, God is the giver. And God is good. And God knows. And so when he sees our church, sees Sorter, when he sees our cell groups, when he sees the place where we are serving, wherever is that, during the week, he knows the needs, he knows the receivers, so he knows best the kind of gifts that are needed for us to grow. And if we look at this passage, Paul, I think, very carefully writes that it's all of God that is involved in giving gifts. Have a look at um, verse 4 to 6. The different kind of gifts, but the same spirit. Different kind of service, but the same Lord. And there are different kind of workings, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. I think it's time to open my present. You will know why I open it now. So are you all excited? Yeah, yeah, you look excited. There you go. You look a little bit less excited now. Wow! I can see! I can see! Is that not what God wants us to experience this series? That we can see? Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to see. I want you to see how, God, how good God is. I want you to see and understand his good gifts. And I want to see, as you experience that, how it builds us up in depth and in numbers. Now in the morning at 8.45, I had them to give up because I haven't learned the skills of doing this and then this. Because I can't see you if I do. But so, so I can still kind of see. But not really, I can see better. <laughs> I do see, it's amazing, huh? Those who are, I got it a year ago and I haven't really used them, it's horrible. <laughs> but it makes a difference. There we go. <laughs> Diversity and unity. That's what we've just read. There are different kind of gifts. There are different kind of service. There are different kind of workings. But the same spirit, the same Lord, and the same God. And we can't say it in English, but it becomes very clear in the Greek that, God is uh, that Paul is addressing the Trinity. Pneuma is the first spirit. Kyrios, which is the second often refers to Jesus, the Lord. And Theos, which can be a 
uh, a reference to the Father. Now, we don't know if that was in Paul's mind. He wanted really to make a clear point. But it looks like he wanted to say the whole of God is involved in giving those gifts. And he's creative. You see, the first word, gifts, which is charisma, which is maybe related to the list, the manifestation. And then we have service or diakonos, which is... Uh, the English words deacon or serving, which is maybe a way God is starting using you in a more specific and repetitive way, and be it becomes like a ministry, like a role that you start playing. But it's inspired by God's spirit, and it's for the good of the church, service. And working, so the word is energy, everything is energized, is led and sustained by God. So diversity and unity. And of course, if you're a little bit of aware of gifts or service, this is not the only list in Scripture. So to have an overall picture, you might need to go to Romans 12 and Ephesians 4 and 1 Peter 4. But even there, I don't think it's exhaust the creativity, the richness of God and how he can manifest his life through us. But those are definite ways that we want to explore and see what God has in store for us here at Seasota. How can those manifestations be expressed in our midst? I had the whole table earlier, so that was easier. Remind me that my glasses are behind me, otherwise you're going to hear a crack. There we go. So my second gift is visual aids. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, we've looked at the giver, which is God, all of God. Now we need to look at the receivers. which is just the ordained, just the lay ministers. All, everybody, every single one of us. That's what happens when you start the Christian life. God gives his spirit, his life, and that life needs to express itself through the gifts, through service, will walk with him. The gifts are for each and everyone. Have a look again at verse 6, the end. So, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. That's the everyone. And then verse 7, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Everyone and each one. We can all experience the gift, or we can all be a receiver of that experience through someone else. And it is for the common good. It is, as Steve said, to build us up, to strengthen us, to help us to be mature Christian, and to help others to see the life of God and be excited and wanted to join us. It's so it's for the growth in depth, and the growth in number. 
the giver, God, the receivers, all of us, and the gifts. Now, the good things with doing a sermon at 8.45 then having the amazing uh, opportunity to listen to Steve and his sermon is that you can steal some of his ideas. <laughs> I think he did better than me. So. so he said, my title was Expectation Without Agenda. His title was Tools for the Job. Gifts are tools for the job. So now you can combine, you know. The 845 only got my side, the 1010 got his side, and now you have both sides. Expectation without agenda and tools for the job. So quickly, and we're just going to go quickly because then it just gives you some kind of uh, excitement. I want to go next week because I want to hear more. Nine gifts, the first two ones, words of wisdom and words of knowledge. And again, Steve explained that in one simple sentence. So thank you, Steve. Words of wisdom is something that is said in a certain context, maybe in a complicated situation, in a desire to discern. And someone says something, so maybe a sentence, and it just opens up the possibilities. And you say, wow, this must be God. Words of wisdom. And God can use each and everyone in doing that. Or words of knowledge. We all know each other in certain ways. And with that knowledge, we could all predict sometimes, you know, certain behavior. But word of knowledge is something that you receive that is not depending on how much you know the person. And you share it. And that person, in a sense, says, how do you know? This must be God speaking to me. And um, a, a quick um, testimony is um, a pastor that I knew went to a house, married couple, a picture of their wedding. Um, the couple is in trouble, so he goes uh, for some kind of counseling. And as the discussion goes, in his head was the thought, you need to challenge them because they're not married. Can you imagine? If you get that word of knowledge? Really? So very attentively, he was English, a missionary in Belgium. So using his English skills, <laughs> he said, um, I might be completely wrong, you know, but I have a feeling that God is saying that you're not married. And they broke in tears. And they said, we never said to anyone. And I don't know the whole situation, but they were not married. They had faked their marriage for whatever circumstance. And that was the opening of healing and growth. So words of knowledge. Then we have uh, a series of um, um, the gift of healings, of first faith. Now we all have faith, faith in God and a certain amount maybe we could say, but this is maybe in a certain situation, um, maybe people who says, don't worry about your church, God will provide. A surge of faith and cert cert uh, certainty that the money will come. It's not a problem. That's a gift, gift of faith. Or a call to go to somewhere and you don't have the money, but God gives you the assurance, I will provide. Don't worry. And the interesting is he might do that for that period, and then he might, you know, it might take away, because it's just a gift for that time that's important for his purposes. Um, healings, 
um, working of miracles or sometimes wonders, which is something out of this world, something I couldn't do. There's many things we can do, but there are things we can't do, and God can use us in this way. Prophecy, which is words and pictures, and we are exploring that during our time of sharing and testimonies or um, after Holy Communion sometimes, if someone has a picture or a word and you think it's from God and you just share it freely for the good of others. Distinguishing between spirit, um, discernment, sometimes it's called discernment, it could be about a situation. Is God in it? Is that what God is saying? Is that the direction we need to take? Um, or it could be um, inner lives. I've tried everything, but there's still some kind of oppression, and I don't know what it is, and we pray about it. And God can lift up then um, the kind of cloud that hangs around us. That's discerning the spirit. And then there is the tongues, or the languages. We could say heavenly languages. If you hear it, you won't understand it. C'est comme le français. Si vous connaissez pas le français, vous comprendrez rien du tout. There we go. It sounds a little bit like this, maybe. To some, it's a different type of language. And if it's expressed in our midst, when it's expressed in our midst, then for all to be built up, then we need, please, can someone tell it in plain English? So we can understand. But for person personal, that could be a gift for your time of worship and prayer and care and help you through life and your Christian life. So we've looked at the giver, the recipients, and the kind of gift. The giver is free and creative, and he's able. We need to be open, expectant, and excited. Now here is a thought before we come to the conclusion. What Jesus did on earth, he did it fully in dependence to the will of his Father. And some put it like this. I need to go a little bit slower. What Jesus did was not of his own choosing, but his own kind of divine power, but in accordance always with the Father and in the power of the Spirit. Everything he did, he did in his humanity. All his doing was a result of the word is submissive or submission. It's not a nice word today, but yielding or complying being in step with, it's relational, being in relationship with his Father. So it was the yielding of the Son to the will of his Father in the power of the Spirit. So his ministry was all of God. What does it mean if Jesus did that in his humanity? It's mean, and that's why we have this list, God is calling us to be also the same in our humanity. So when we yield to the will of the Father, when we are led by the Spirit, standing because of the forgiveness we have through the Son, we can then express the life of God that was expressed in Jesus. And that means also extraordinary things, like healing, like miracles, like discerning spirits, like speaking different tongues that are not of this world. So how can we go about it? Well, if you're exploring, and we are, I think, all still exploring and want it more, 
come every week so you can hear about the different uh, gifts in greater details. But I think the importance, as I said, it's relational. And so those gifts are always expressed because of your relationship with God, your desire to um, be in his presence and be his tool for the job, but also your relationship with one another. Those gifts are for building one another. And so you need to find space where you can have those gifts expressed. Could be this, the church on Sunday. For some, maybe this is too daunting. And maybe if you're not in a cell group, that's a great place to be, to experience the life of God and how God can use you to build a smaller group. And maybe it's in a service that you're already doing, beach pastor, food bank, or the haven where you're serving, and God can use you in those manifestations to strengthen a brother or sister or to challenge or to help someone um, find faith. And then what sometimes is useful is the, um, uh, the principle of elimination. Sometimes those are manifestations, but if you want to discover more also of a service or a ministry, is what is not me? And that helps you sometimes to see how God wires you and how he wants to use you in a more kind of role way than those manifestations. But I think those manifestations are not depending on how spiritual you are. They're not kind of a badge of spirituality. If God used you to do uh, something like a healing, you're not more important than anyone else. God just has decided in his wisdom and his grace and his love to use you for the benefit of all. Um, and, um, and so we should all be open to be used in those ways. So the life of God, in whatever way it is expressed, is always extraordinary. It has its source in the very life of God. God is the one who inspires, leads, empowers, and sustains. So during this ser series, let us explore all together what God has in store for the life of his church at Seasota with great expectation, but no agenda. Let us explore the tools for the job. Amen. No one told me that my glasses were behind me. <laughs>